0: This is Vermont Viewpoint on WDEV. UVM Center for Research on Vermont has been busy in a number of different ways in an attempt to make sure local media is still reporting what's happening in our state's municipalities. And it's been collecting data through various means to understand what town leaders are thinking about certain issues. The center is filling a gap in reporting that will give us an understanding of what's happening today around the state and a baseline to compare future data to. We're going to learn about a recent set of data that was collected by the Center for Research on Vermont. Here to tell us about is Lucy Heisey, a political science major at UVM. Lucy, welcome to Vermont Viewpoint.
1: Hi, uh, yes. I'm also here with Charlotte.
0: Yep, we have yeah. Charlotte Crum, majoring in mathematics and psychological science at UVM. Charlotte, thank you for being here as well.
1: Yep, and thank you for having
0: us on your show today. You're welcome. Uh, listeners, if you'd like to ask our guests a question about their findings, you can call us at 244-1777 or 877-291-8255. You can email vtviewpoint at radiovermont.com. Now, Lucy, uh, who did you reach out to to complete the survey?
1: So we reached out to all town clerks, town managers, and town select board members in Vermont. And then we also did additional research from information on the Vermont Victoria State rate.
0: And what kind of response rate did you achieve?
1: Um, So we we got um, survey responses from 227 people. And then in total, we got uh, um, information on 562 individuals.
0: Wow, nicely done. Uh, Charlotte, what was the goal of the survey?
1: Our goal of the survey was really to get an idea of the top issues, specific infrastructure, ARPA funds, and the demographics, age, gender, and race of the people who are currently making decisions at the local government in Vermont.
0: And what were they asked?
1: We had a list of questions which went through multiple different topics, um, starting kind of with the positions in town government and what top issues are facing your town, and then we asked about how towns held their select board member meetings during the pandemic and what their plans are for going forward, as well as whether there is a local p- paper that covered their select board meetings and what the quality of that coverage is.
0: Hmm, that's interesting. Also, yeah, go ahead.
1: We also asked about the public process possibilities related to the new ARPA funds and um, whether they had new or ongoing projects related to racial equity. And we finished out the survey asking about their gender identity, age, and race identity.
0: Lucy, let's look at some of the results. Uh, What are the top issues that local government officials listed in the survey?
1: The major top issue was physical infrastructure. So that includes wastewater infrastructure, roads, buildings, and one issue was broadband. And then there were some smaller issues. Like human infrastructure, like the aging population of people in Vermont, and lack of volunteers.
0: And did you uh, break down the results by small or large towns, or geographically around the state, or is it just uh, cumulative results?
1: Unfortunately, we only have cumulative results. We know which individual towns responded, but we don't have a map of that yet.
0: All right. Now, Charlotte, um, I want to ask about civic uh, infrastructure. Um, First of all, how do you define that, civic infrastructure?
1: Our definition of civic infrastructure was about, like, how the public learns about the civic duties and what's going on in the town government. So we focused on the papers covering the the papers which – were part of the civic infrastructure, but there are also other means of that as well.
0: And what did the results tell you about that?
1: So out of 133 towns, which we received responses from, 97 reported having a local paper, and 36 towns said that there was no local paper that covered their meetings. And then looking at what the coverage of that, 47 respondents believed that the coverage of their town government was lacking.
0: Hmm. Uh, interesting that 36, uh, so what about a third, um, do not have a paper that's reporting what's going on in their town. Um, now, Lucy, uh, our cities and towns receive substantial amounts of ARPA funds. Uh, what did you learn about how mun- municipalities are using the money?
1: So the exact rules for ARPA funds are still unclear. So we were just trying to get an idea of who was talking about that right now. So about one-third of respondents reporting have planned uses for the ARPA funds, and almost two-thirds reported not having a set plan for funds. One of the issues that we saw reported was that a lot of these funds are very small, and the funds that they will receive might not be able to actually achieve any real projects. Hmm.
0: Um, And I'm going to ask this kind of in general. You can pick out some comments uh, from whatever area that uh, interested you, but I'd love to hear some of the individual comments that I know you received back uh, with these surveys. So, Charlotte, um, would you like to maybe read uh, a comment or two that uh, you really uh, found interesting of what you heard back from town officials?
1: Yes, I would love to. Thank you. Um, Under our top issues, Survey, uh, part of the survey, we had a couple of really interesting quotes, which encompassed a lot of different issues with towns there, so I'm going to read one. We do not have broadband availability throughout the town, only in some small areas. Law enforcement coverage is minimal, minimal and the need to rely on the VT state police. Often the response is, unless there is someone dying, we can't make it a priority right now. We have to rely on nearby New Hampshire towns for fire ambulance services. And the ability to draw interested younger community members into town government rules has been a challenge.
0: Ooh, it's um, uh, really sums up a lot of what uh, we've heard throughout the years um, from towns and from from individuals uh, in Vermont. So that's a really poignant comment. Uh, and Lucy, how about you?
1: One um, well, of quote we got about demographics was the sexism I've encountered along with harassment and bullying has been immense and intense. Sexism is still alive and well in rural Vermont. And that's really interesting because the spread of who served in what role is very clear. So more than half of our respondents were female, but two-thirds uh, I mean so town served to more than three-quarters female and only one-third of select members such board members are female, So that shows that who is in what role really depends on gender, and that shows that those traditional gender roles are still alive and what position people in Vermont are serving.
0: That is telling indeed. Can you tell us more about what you learned uh, about that? The the, uh, results are quite interesting.
1: Yes. So starting out with racial demographics, We had 97.5% of our respondents identified as white. 1% identified as Black or African American, and less than 1% of respondents identified as Native American, Asian, Hispanic, or Latino. And then moving on to our age demographics of our 562 from our responses from our survey and from our data collection on public records, where there were 77% of town officials were above 50. Almost half were 60 or older, and about one-third fell in the 50 to 60 age group. There were an equivalent number of officials who were over 80 and under 29, which was four, and about 8% were Mm -hmm. under 39.
0: So So definitely, yeah, skewing older. Um, What could this mean for participation in town government going forward?
1: Well, what this means right now is as the current government officials begin aging out of the system, there aren't a lot of younger people right now who have the experience and are learning from the older government officials, so this can mean a lot of very drastic things for municipalities going forward. So it's really important to start to get more young people involved so they kind of learn the tricks of the trade before they're the ones in the most important positions within local government.
0: And Lucy, as a college student, as a younger person, um, you know, what will it take? What would interest uh, people of your uh, generation to be part of uh, town government in these small towns, these rural communities throughout Vermont?
1: Well, I think this ties back to the question of local papers and coverage of town events. So when we did our when we got our survey sort of results on local newspapers, one of the concerns was there wasn't consistent coverage. And also that young people weren't engaging with traditional media. So younger people are not being involved in local government, but they also don't really approach it in the same way. So if there was websites such as Front Porch Forum that can be updated frequently and it's easy to access, that could allow young people to be involved in local government. Hmm.
0: Charlotte, uh, what do you think are some of the major challenges that are facing our small towns in Vermont?
1: I think one of the largest um, issues is the aging population, as a lot of our other problems are stemming from this. It has been a lack of growth in these towns, and again, the lack of volunteers in local government was one of the top issues that we found. And there's also been some difficulties with balancing the supply and demand of education and childcare, where smaller towns are having to close their school systems and combined with other towns in order to continue to provide good education for their children. Hmm. And the aging infrastructure is definitely something that, across the board, a lot of towns are facing and, and really need some to, to updating.
0: Lucy, um, how about the towns? How are they dealing with uh, COVID in conducting their select board meetings and other meetings?
1: So. Up 23 responses, 179 said their select board meetings were fully remote and 35 said they used hybrid formats. Um, 59 have returned to fully in-person meetings and 126 are moving forward with a hybrid format. Um, these responses do show that potentially a hybrid format will remain. And this might actually be another way that young people can participate in local government more
0: also puts uh, definitely more pressure on the need that uh, we've seen uh, for broadband access throughout the state. Charlotte, what did you learn about Vermont in the process of conducting this survey and tabulating the results?
1: Well, I'm an out-of-state student here at UVM, so I learned a lot about Vermont and the way that the local government system works. It's been very interesting to me to see how the these smaller towns really are in control of their town instead of as opposed to a county government, which mm-hmm. is what I'm used to from my home state.
0: Where are and, you from?
1: Um I'm from Virginia and I mm-hmm. li- live right outside Washington DC. Mm-hmm. So it's another thing that's been interesting to me is to see how much this local government is important to the individual lives where like where I'm used to seeing a lot of the national scale government whereas here, it's really a lot more like there, and it's your neighbors and the people who live next door to you who are making the decisions for your town.
0: Lucy, what did you learn about uh, the towns in Vermont as you uh, conducted this?
1: Um, I previously worked um, on a research project with Susan Clark on town meeting day, mm-hmm. so, and I grew up in a small town in New Hampshire, so I came into it with an understanding of how tiny governments work but it's really interesting to learn about the different positions and the the demographics specifically interested me.
0: And I'm going to ask both of you this question. I'll start with you, Charlotte. You know, what did you learn about what you like to do or not do when it comes to to research?
1: Well, I found that I really enjoyed looking through the comments that you received and being able to get that uh, personal touch The data that we're getting and being able to share that with uh, through this report and through this uh, radio talk. I think it's really important to be able to advocate for these small towns and, and show what they're facing in order to hopefully make improvements going forward.
0: How about you, Lucy?
1: I agree with Charlotte, and I think that COVID and not being able to um, complete this survey in person or meet any of the local officials hindered our ability to get some of those personal connections. So being able to read the comments um, really gave us information on how people were feeling.
0: And and from that, Lucy, did you get the feeling that uh, from the responses Uh, that they're optimistic about the futures of their towns in the state or not?
1: Um, I think that really depends on the issue. Um, Some towns and some responses responsive, are very optimistic and others definitely feel a real need for change.
0: Lucy, I know you said that uh, you really uh, loved reading the comments and that was something um, you enjoyed. Do you have another comment you'd like to share with us?
1: Um, Let me have a look. We have a lot of them. (laughs) One of the quotes was, small rural towns in Vermont have some very different issues than the larger ones. And the ideals and mentality of the residents are also vastly different in the rural areas. So that kind of goes back to what I was saying, how there's some people who are very optimistic and some people who definitely feel the real needs to change. It's different all over Vermont because the communities in Vermont are different
0: Charlotte, one more comment that you'd like to read?
1: Um, yes, yeah, so and I'll uh, go to our um, select board talking about our um, how uh, towns are looking to move forward with hybrid and also improving online access for their town residents. We are struggling with technology to allow for remote attendance, p- to meetings held in person. We are a time of 600 with no paid staff. We are doing in person meetings with a cell phone on the table. Pretty rickety dink. We do not have money for a technology person or a new system to allow for easy and effective remote attendance in the budget. And this another quote right below it says, we will have hybrid attendance for public meetings. We are more frequently engaging partner organizations and service providers in our community to better understand needs and meet more of them. So I think these quotes taken together. Really showing how uh, the towns are finding the issues and are also looking for solutions, and I think that that is a li- really promising look forward to post-COVID hopefully world.
0: Very encouraging thing uh, is how candid people felt uh, in sharing their uh, feelings with with you in this uh, this survey. So uh, that's really great that in those comments. You do get that feeling. Lucy Heisey is a political science major at UVM. Charlotte Crum is majoring in mathematics and psychological science. They're both working with UVM's Center for Research on Vermont. And, listeners, you can find the results of the survey that we've been discussing at vermontresearch.org. Charlotte and Lucy, thank you so much for being on the program this morning.
1: Thank you so
0: much for having us. Thank you. All right. Take care. And that is our show for today. Vermont Viewpoint is directed by Danny McGivergan Our email address is vtviewpoint at radiovermont.com. Feel free to suggest topics or guests, and you can listen to past episodes of Vermont Viewpoint by downloading our podcast at wdevradio.com. The Vermont Viewpoint podcast is sponsored by the Warren Store, funky, friendly, and almost world-famous. Common Sense Radio with Bill Sarah is up next. I'm Rick Singary. I will meet you from the grounds of the Tunbridge World's Fair tomorrow. I can't wait. Take care. Have a great day.